Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Stolen Droids Podcast. I'm Zoner. I'm Zoo. It's been a weird week, and we say that a lot. We do say that a lot. So is it weird if it's always weird, or is it just normal? It's been a normal week. It's been a very normal... I guess that's how it's weird, is that it just feels very, very normal. Nothing big has really happened. But we have little bits of news, and most of it legal-based. Yeah, there's not a lot that's been exciting going on in the world of tech, unless you're an attorney getting paid millions of dollars. Yeah, and I hate weeks like that. They're just not fun to report on. No, no. So everyone just turn this episode off. It's over. No, just kidding. Don't do that. Uh, (laughs) Unless you plan on going and visiting us as patreon.com slash stolen droids oh yeah then you can do that then you basically then you pay- can do that you have paid your way out of listening to this episode i wait yes. and i'm not sure that's how this works it's like an indulgence or a so. carbon tax credit <laughs> um hey special thanks over to our friends at truckradio.net kryptonradio.com stitcher.com radio kscr and geek factor radio yes. a lot of radios there is a lot of radios, considering it's internet, which is kind of interesting, but okay, let's go with it. Let, let's roll with it. We've been rolling with it for years. We we can keep up this charade. Yeah, we really have, haven't we? Yeah. It's it's like just one big scam here that we're perpetuating. It's not radio, it's internet. So Yet Krypton the FCC, Internet? The FCC controls it, though. Yeah. Yeah, this is true. This is all very, very true. And they control the radio. What the um, heck? I don't think we got any feedback. My email's been acting kind of weird. It's hard to tell. Weird in what way? Have you tried turning it off and on again? Just flip that that Google server. Oh, yep. No, still nothing. (laughs) I shook it like a magic eight ball. Nothing worked. Nice. Well, that feels weird. Do we just jump straight into headlines? Like, I feel like we should banter a bit more. As is our, our 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 habit. We we could, but I mean, what what is there to banter about? Right. This has been a really boring week. It has. I've I've dealt with car issues, and you know, just real life has been an inconvenience. And Phantom of the Opera tickets went on sale here in Salt Lake, and I can't afford to take my entire family. Even to the cheap seats, because they're so expensive. Thankfully, there's only a couple people in the family you actually like. That is true. That is true. And the one-year-old, she's too young to go, so... Right, right. Um, I got older this week. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Yes. I, I didn't see you, but that's that's okay. Stevie Wonder didn't see you either, and he could still wish you a happy birthday. This is true. Um, thankfully, you know, the thing, the nice thing about getting older is the fact that you had a head start on it. I've, I've blazed that, tra- that, that trail for you. Right, right. Uh, I never have to worry about catching up to you. I'm good. Yeah, I am, I am the pioneer in that sense, uh, that I have, have aged beyond you. Although, um, now I get to look back and, and laugh at you as you fall apart. <laughs> With an increasing speed, it seems. Because I fell apart years ago, so it's it's now my turn to enjoy the the breakdown of your body. That sounded oddly intimate. Let's not dwell on that. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. just saying. Yeah. 
No, it's prob- probably for the best. Probably for the best. So into headlines, and we're just going to jump straight into White House news, shall we? Let's do it. As much as we hate to do it. Uh, well, this one I don't feel quite as bad about because it's not policy and it's not politics. It's just a bunch of people who happen to work in the executive branch being idiots. And, um, yeah. So it turns out someone has been catfishing most of Trump's senior staff. You know, when you think of catfishing, you think of like some, I don't know, really unattractive individual. Have you looked try- at the picture on this article? It does not look attractive. It, it doesn't. Just trying to trying to hook up with somebody that's way out of their league. and Or as I call it, my marriage. Um, but, but, you know, this, this just makes me laugh. So I'll, I'll let you go ahead. Sorry to interrupt there. So someone has been posing as different members of the White House staff and emailing things to other members, and they've been responding. What's really funny is this person uh, who tweets under the handle Sinon Reborn um, has leaked screenshots, not leaked, but he's just given out screenshots of emails he's been writing uh, to, like, he re- he writes to Anthony Scaramucci as if he were Rince Priebus. And just picks a fight with them right there. Now, for those who aren't aware, Priebus stepped down as chief of staff. And Scaramucci was there. He was the communications director for like 10 days or something. Uh, it makes me wonder how much of this catfishing actually played into all the drama. I've been wondering that same thing. Like, so, so what do we care, right? Okay, so these grown men don't know how to snu- uh, suss out a catfisher who is emailing them from random other email addresses. Hey, you know, this guy says he's Zoner. It's coming from an email address I've never seen before. And sure, I work with Zoner and see him on a regular basis, but nah, I'm going to start responding to this random email. I. That's just embarrassing. But so why do we care? Why is this even being brought up? Well, if you take the tech side of it out of it and the fact that these people who are in basically in charge of the country don't know how to, I don't know, use email. This same um, phishing and catfishing uh, attack was used uh, against, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, John Podesta. Uh huh. And that's what got all of Clinton's emails released to WikiLeaks. I just. These people are trying to dictate policy regarding this type of stuff. How is it possible that they are so inept at actually using it in real world situations? I, I completely do not understand that. They really need to bring in people who have some understanding of how social engineering works, how email works, how the internet functions. 
before they start trying to dictate to everybody how we're going to use these things. You know how I usually try and speak in metaphors or I try and um, liken a technological situation to something that's a little bit more low tech, just to kind of break it down uh, to the bare denominator. You mean like a simile? In a way. But no, no, it's like a metaphor. (laughs) Okay, go on. I'm just saying. Um, I thought <laughs> that was so, clever. You look so pleased with yourself. I love it. Um, but I have nothing for this. Like, there's, no, there's. I'm trying to think of like how would I liken this to farming to make this point utterly, painfully clear to everyone, or a mechanic, or going to your local. But I can't because there's no way it doesn't just come off sounding utterly stupid. Yeah. Yeah. It's really... It's embarrassing, is what it is. I'm embarrassed for these people that they constantly fall for this crap. Now, I've gotten emails, and I've had things come across my computer, and I've my initial thought is, oh, this is great, or crap, i got to deal with this now. What's going... And when I step back and think about it for three seconds, I realize this is very fishy. Uh, This is not what it appears to be. Yeah, it seems like none of these people possess that capability to step back. Their initial reaction is what they go with and they don't look around. And that's kind of frightening because if they're getting pissed off and like getting in full-blown fights over stuff via email from a catfisher... Fights that affect the country. That affect the country. What's going to happen if, like, somebody starts provoking them saying they're Russia? Or they get an email from someone pretending to be Kim Jong-un? I mean, are we going to see nuclear war because of some catfisher pissing off somebody in the White House? I... I do not understand this. I mean, I, I know it sounds like I'm just playing a part being flabbergasted. Look, this last week, my uncle sent me a friend request on Facebook. And so did, um, for lack of a better phrase, my step-grandma. Okay. Okay. Well, what's the big deal with that? I'll tell you what the big deal is. I'm already friends with my uncle on Facebook. And my step-grandma's Facebook account hasn't been used for two years, and her last post is, I'm shutting this down. I will not use this again. You know, I actually got a I got a friend request from a friend of mine who passed away about a year and a half after he passed away. Did he uh, send an insult to you, too, that you just felt the need to uh, accept and respond to? I did not because I am. Well, congratulations! He, he You're immediately because... more qualified than most of our White House senior staff. That, that's true. I, I have I have a special set of skills that they apparently do not. Uh, call Liam Neeson because yes, yeah. It, it's just that's why it's baffling to me. Like I could immediately tell. Wait a minute. There's something wrong here. My uncle already has another profile, and we're already friends. Why would he create a new one and send a friend request to me? Wait a minute. My step-grandma has already said she won't use Facebook and refuses to use it and hasn't used it for two years. Ah, I see what's happened here. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. People in the White House get an email from Billy Bob four two eight nine three at AOL dot com pretending to be Priebus or whoever they're pretending to be in in whatever given circumstance. They're looking at that and they're saying, Oh, seems legit. And it seems like we're just dragging this out. But no, seriously, what if one of these idiots have gotten an email? Well, he says he's the president. I guess I better do what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Thankfully, neither of these fools are in the White House anymore. But that doesn't give me a whole lot of confidence that um, the fools that they bring to replace them will be any better. Right. Oh. <laughs> the They're world all is just ending. fools. They're all well. It is like on the twenty first. Oh, was there something I didn't know? Was, did I not get the memo? There's, there's that eclipse. Oh, right. I just heard about that. Everyone's going nuts about that. Yeah, they're treating it like it's the apocalypse. Thousand um, dollar a night hotel rooms in the in the zone of total darkness. Uh, I will be going out of town to enjoy it but i did not pay a thousand dollars a night for a hotel room i don't understand what's the big deal it's a total eclipse it covers the entire country i guess of so, the heart or yeah, yeah something like that bonnie rate will be there or not bonnie rate bonnie tyler excuse me see the last time we had a total solar eclipse there was only one section here in utah uh that was it was viewable from and i went down to it down in canaraville uh huh. It was pretty cool until we had to drive back and got stuck in I-15 traffic for around seven hours because the population of three states were in this tiny little town. Yeah, I'll be going up towards the Teton Valley. Uh, I've got a hotel in Rock Springs, and I am—I purposefully did Rock Springs trying to avoid people from Utah. So we'll see how well it works out. But I just got to cross that line into the. The point of total darkness. I don't need to go all the way up to Jackson Hole or anything. So we'll see what happens. It'll be. I I, I fully anticipate. Um, you know, hell upon earth. Uh, dogs and cats sleeping together. Uh, mass hysteria and the like. Yeah. Let's move on to into Uber news. Okay. Oh, Uber. You know, I'm kind of tired of talking about Uber, yet they won't let us stop talking about them. It's like Sony. Right. So, uh, Uber got a whole bunch of cars on the cheap and leased them out to drivers in Singapore to use under the Uber name. Well, well, what's, what's the problem with that? Well, the problem is they got the cars cheap because they had been recalled for manufacturer problems. Um, like the one that caught fire. Yeah, one caught fire, melted the interior, and cracked a football-sized hole in the windshield. All, to the, all due to the same recalled electrical part. They leased more than a thousand of these things. Now, they're called vessels. I don't even know what this is. It, it's made by Honda. It's probably one that we'll never see in the States. Uh, when I lived overseas, there was a lot of cars that like Toyota and Honda would make that were specific for the region, uh, never to be 
used outside of the region. I'm guessing that's what this is. Yeah, yeah. Um, here's where things kind of diverge. Now, according to uh, a report in the Wall Street Journal, it says that, no, no, they knew all about this. They knew about it, and they leased them out anyway. Um. And Uber saying, we had no idea of it. As soon as we learned from it, we took swift action. This is an actual quote from uh, their spokesperson. We took swift action to fix the problem in close coordination with the Singapore Land Transport Authority. I think the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. They didn't care that there was a recall and probably didn't check. And as soon as someone brought up that, oh, hey, you know that thing? It's happening now. Yeah. Well, and upon request for comment, this is an Engadget article, and Uber spokesman uh, sent the following statement. They say, quote, As soon as we learned of a Honda Vezel from the Lion City rental fleet catching fire, we took swift action to fix the problem. In close coordination with Singapore's Land Transport Authority, as well as technical experts. I just said but, that. But we acknowledge we could have done more, and we have done so. We've introduced robust protocols and hired three dedicated experts in-house at LCR whose sole job is to ensure we are fully responsive to safety recalls. Since the beginning of the year, we've proactively responded to six vehicle recalls and will continue to do so to protect the safety of everyone who uses Uber. That sounds like the biggest load of crap I've ever heard. I just love that they actually got these cars and forced other people to lease them. I don't know that they necessarily force them to, but they do offer it as an option if you, which it makes me wonder how much more money are they making on those than your standard lease. Right. That That's kind of like owning a slave, but making them pay rent. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's too far. Maybe I'm stretching on that one, but that, that's where my mind goes immediately. It's like, Hey, I know you work for me and I know you're trying to make money, but I'm going to charge you for everything you do. Just so, you know, this is how sweatshops used to operate. You know, immigrants would come over and they would need money. And it's like, well, you don't have any place to stay. You can stay here while you work. Uh, you'll be charged rent. So at the end of the day, you've only pulled in like maybe 1% of what you made. Yeah. Only 1% goes back in your pocket. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is interesting, though. I mean, they say that they've taken care of the problem. They say that they were unaware. I don't know. If you're buying a 1,000 of anything, don't you do a little bit of homework onto it, on it? I, I would. If I was buying a 1,000 sprinkler heads... I would want to make sure I was not going to waste my money on a sprinkler head that was known to explode. Yeah. I get the impression that the folks at Uber aren't exactly... Caring? Th th their thoughts aren't exactly far-reaching. You know, I think that is a very accurate statement there. I don't think that they look very much past the next day in a lot of instances. It's like, oh, this will trend great on Twitter. Right up until it explodes and kills people. Then yeah. it'll trend even better. Yeah, I just... I I don't know. I find these guys to be Uber. They're not quite to the state where they're, at a, they're considered a pariah on the tech industry. 
but I can see them getting there in the not distant future. Right. And like they're going to be one of those companies that nobody wants to be associated with just because everything they do is full of dickishness and um a-hole tactics. I mean, it it's they're just awful. And then the story's been floating out there the last couple of days. I don't think we put this in the show notes. But Travis Kalanick, is that his? Is that how you say his name? Yeah. Uh, the ousted CEO is going around trying to get people to support a bid for him to come back. Like he's talking like hostile comeback or something. I don't know. It's ridiculous. Well, and so more has come out with the whole Uber Google thing too. Oh, I haven't seen any updates on that. Oh yeah, it's the next headline down. So Google has um, officially filed suit and completely laid out their case. And they allege, admittedly, nothing has been proven, but uh, they've got a lot of documentation to back it up, that uh, the communist engineer dude... um, Lewandowski? Yes, thank you. Who worked for Google, met with... He looked up how to access Waymo's or Google's design server on December 3rd, 2015. The next day, he met with Uber executives and drafted a term sheet for a future startup company named Automoto. A week later, he downloaded 14,000 files from Google's repository. A month after that... He formed Automoto, which was the earliest name for auto, and uh-huh. a week later, he resigned from Google without any notice, just left. It's not looking good. Three months later, Uber buys auto. It's sounding a lot like he went to to Uber and said, hey, if I can get you this stuff, would you let me work for you? And Uber said, uh, we couldn't just hire you outright. There's things against that. But we could acquire another company. Well, I don't have a company. Well, you should create a company. You should leave Google, create a company, and then we can buy that company. Which is exactly what happened. Yeah. That's that's clever. As shady as crap, but quite clever. Yeah. Apparently um, not clever enough, though. Dude, like... People go to jail for less than this. Like, yeah. it's, not, it's not fines. It's not SEC filings and fines. It's jail time. Yeah, well, the judge in the case uh, referred the case to the USDA... Uh, not Dairy Association or whatever, district attorney, uh, for an investigation into possible trade secrets theft, uh, which has left Lewandowski open to potential criminal charges. So he could go to jail, potentially, for this. Which he probably should, based on what we've seen. Obviously, we're not a jury. We don't know all the facts of the case. But what we do know, it does not look good. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't look good for this guy. 
or or Uber either. Or we, Uber. We had mentioned previously that perhaps Uber was innocent in all this and that they were going to make a deal with Google and probably get bought out by them, or at least this division of it. Yeah. If, if this is what Google is alleging that they've done, that doesn't mean that there's a lot. That means there's not a lot of goodwill there between them and Google. I don't think if I were Google, I'd be wanting to uh, extend an olive branch. I'd want to make an example of them. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah, and and Google is big enough and powerful enough, and they've got friends in all the right places to be able to just completely crush Uber's ability to function effectively. Yep. Um, Into some more legal news, and this one I'm not really sure how I feel about if I'm being perfectly honest. Uh, You remember WannaCry? Yes, that that was the... Ransomware that took down like hospitals and yeah, it was bad. It, it, it yeah. hit everything in the world, and it was stopped by a accidental hero, uh, Marcus Hutchins, who discovered the kill switch for it and posted it immediately. Um, the next day, he and his company—he's not like a CEO or anything; he's just an employee. And he found it while working on the company. Time he works as a security analyst for that company. Um, handed everything over to the FBI, um, and has just been kind of a hero. He was awarded uh, a lifetime achievement for it. He, I mean, truly the best case of white hat hacking ever. Oh, totally. He's been arrested. Proving that no good deed goes unpunished. Um, while he was in the U.S., uh, in Vegas, actually, at the, uh, where was he? He was, um... He was at a a con of some sort down there and seized by the FBI and U.S. Attorney's Office, the Department of Justice, um, for his alleged involvement in separate malicious software targeting bank accounts using what was called Kronos at the time uh, between 2014 and 2015. I remember us talking about Kronos a bit. But according to documents, they say that he helped develop it, maintain it, and spread it. Which I find interesting that the guy saves the internet, and then they find out that he was involved in some pretty shady stuff. Not that it's surprising that a hacker would do something bad or illegal, I just I think it's interesting that this is just coming out now. I mean, have have they been looking for this guy for a while? Well, kind of. So there was another site similar to the Silk Road. It was kind of like a uh, illegal eBay where people could buy things, and Kronos was one of the items that people could buy. People could pay seven thousand dollars and get Kron- a, a license of Chronos, as it were, and for that they would get free updates and support desk. I mean, it was kind of like a service that they could then turn and aim at a bank and okay. receive money from it. Well, that site was taken down, and when it was taken down by the Department of Justice, they suddenly had access to the entire backend to see everything that had gone on. Uh huh. Um, it was called Alpha Bay, and they estimate it was 10 times larger than Silk Road. Oh, wow. At its, at its peak. So, um, I mean, this is the site that um, Alexander Kazas, the uh, alleged mastermind behind it, was found in Thailand and detained for the U.S. and then died in prison. 
I, I think we talked briefly, or we were going to talk about it a couple of weeks. In any case, they were able to find that information on the server and find a person who was the main person selling it. That person was detained and gave up Hutchins' name, saying he was the one who was doing it with me. That's that's interesting. Now, what are the odds that that this is founded in in truth, and that the guy wasn't just giving up somebody to try and? You know, I don't know. Um, they're not giving much more information. I'm pretty sure they're stepping real carefully because Hutchins is a is a, a British citizen. He's not a U.S. citizen. Uh huh. Um, he has so they've no got an international incident potentially on their hands. Right. He has no prior criminal record. He has a, a lot of goodwill from the internet community. He technically has goodwill from the law enforcement community too, because he's always worked with the feds. He's always helped them. Well, and he was recently given special recognition award at the cyber Sur- cybersecurity celebration uh, SC Awards Europe. Uh, for what he did with the Wanna Cry stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know what's going to happen to him. I'm kind of hoping that uh, it turns out it's all false, or even if it doesn't turn out it's all false, well, you were underage, or you were really, really young and stupid, you know, we're... If you have any money, you're going to have to give it back, or you're going to owe it, and otherwise, you're free to go. Yeah. I'm hoping, anyway. Yeah, I guess, I mean, if he's a bad dude, then he needs brought down. But from what I've heard about the guy, it doesn't, I mean, he may be a gray hat hacker, but I probably wouldn't put him in the black hat category. Well, here's the problem with people who do things like this, and I'm going to lump myself in there even though I'm not. For the sake of this argument... I'm just going to put that out there, okay? I make my living um, working on infrastructure networks, uh, working on security, on acting as an architect to different network uh, topologies. I'm I'm an IT director, okay? Yeah. Um, at At the highest level, I am dictating exactly how a company at any moment is running this network. And at the lowest level, I'm fixing a computer that comes in because it was broken. Yeah. Okay. At my start, I started by breaking my family's computer over and over and over again. I would break it and I would figure out how to fix it. And then I would break it and figure out how to fix it. I used to take my remote control cars apart as a child. I took everything apart as a child. It's not an apples to apples comparison, But a lot of these people work on the same way. As kids, they get into hacking by figuring out what they can do and breaking stuff. Yeah. Yeah, true. I mean, it's not, like I said, it's not a perfect analogy, and it doesn't mean it's without recourse. Uh, You wouldn't want a doctor who did that, and that's how he got into medicine, was by torturing animals in the neighborhood. You know, so that example doesn't work for everything I realize. But if a kid does something like that as a teenager and as an adult becomes an incredibly proficient security expert who we all owe a lot to, 
uh, you kind of need to take that into account. True. True, you do. And no, I, I'm the same way. I learned computers the exact same way you did. I, Most of us did. Yeah, I, I'd break it, and I, I would... And granted, the internet was a different time back then, but I never really did anything that would get me thrown in jail or arrested by the FBI. I did. <laughs> Careful what you admit to. Make sure the statute of limitations is passed. Um, it has been 21 years so I'm hoping it has, but I'm not going to talk about it just in case. <laughs> it's probably probably a smart move. Yeah. Probably a smart move. Yeah. Um, okay. It's not quite legal news, but it's some hacking news. HBO got hacked. They did. Yeah. And I'm not sure if we should care. You know, it's interesting because this came out and they leaked episodes of Game of Thrones early, which does that matter? Because people are going to watch it regardless. Right. And people are going to pirate it regardless. But I think the interesting thing to note is the fact that HBO did get hacked that resulted in the compromise of proprietary information. Uh, the hackers claim to have obtained one and a half terabytes of data from the company, which that's a lot of data. But if you stop and think about it, if they're stealing 4k video and you know, it may not be as much as it seems on the, on the surface, but still the fact that HBO got hacked, this seems to be happening a lot to these entertainment companies. I think they might want to step up their security a little bit. Yeah. It makes me kind of wonder. Um, it makes me wonder who is in charge of these different places security. On one hand, it's... And I'm just kind of musing here to myself. I'm not trying to open up an argument or start a discussion or anything. Every company, once they get large enough they need to develop other departments that are almost as important as their main focus. For instance, yeah. let's say that Zoner, you start a car wash. Okay. Well, it's just you and your family and you guys run a car wash and that's it. And that's great. You don't need programmers. You don't need electrical engineers. You probably don't even need a janitorial staff. You're a freaking car wash. And yeah. your family can handle it. But then let's fast forward 25 years, 30 years, 40 years. You're now an empire. You yep. are a coast-to-coast, -coast, nationwide fleet of car washes. Right? There's five of your car washes in every town and city in America. Obviously, it doesn't make sense that you are still the one running it all by yourself in your family. But more than that, you need an accounting department. You need a finance department that handles uh, internal uh, money as well. You need an IT department. You need a catering service and janitorial staff and all sorts of different things that are al almost become as important as the actual car washing. Yes. So you, you know where I'm going with this. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. Just, ma it just makes me wonder if... Companies like Sony or HBO or other things like that are aware of that. You know, 
they've got to be, but... Like, I would imagine Disney is. And you'll notice that we never really hear about any leaks out of Disney servers. No, you don't. Disney seems to have their stuff together with this. But that could just be all a ruse at this point. Who knows? Maybe Disney just hasn't had their turn come up yet. But, you know, as as much... I was talking with a friend of mine, one of my neighbors, who does IT for one of the school districts here. And he mentioned that no matter what you try and do, you are going to have people who are going to be able to get around it. They will, you know, in the terms of of locking your network down or whatever... They will get around. They will do what is necessary to get where they want. And I think that's the case with these companies. But I don't think these companies are doing enough to stay one step ahead. Uh, As is evidenced by the fact that they keep getting hacked and keep getting data stolen. And, you know, so far we've only heard about about, uh, you know, movies being leaked or, or things like that. They're, they're big companies. They have a lot of employees. How long until we start hearing about, oh, 250,000 HBO employees had all of their Social Security numbers taken? Right, right. We forget it, the HR standpoint. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot there that could very very negatively impact a lot of people if they don't lock stuff down. I think it's it's irresponsible uh, to have a network that is so, and I don't want to say easily breached because I don't know what all went into the breach, but the fact that it keeps happening, it's, it's obviously easy for someone. Right. We should feel lucky it was just Game of Thrones details. Yeah, well, they got episodes of Ballers and a couple other things, but... My point still stands. Yeah, I mean, it's nothing that's going to... It wasn't that federal employee database from a year and a half back that burned a bunch of spies. Exactly, exactly. It's it's very benign in the big scheme of things. Now, if someone wants to hack Amazon and get me the next season of Grand Tour, I'd like that. <laughs> I even pay for it. I just want it now. Well, you know, I yeah, that's yeah. that's respectable. Uh any <laughs> any self-respecting gamer would would feel the same way as you, Zook. Yeah. Um okay, so also oh, this isn't really hacking, it's worry about hacking. Uh the US Army has e- t- issued a statement effective immediately. Uh, for everyone to discontinue the use of DJI equipment. DJI makes those really popular phantom drones. We reviewed one back at CES when they first announced it. Super easy to fly, relatively inexpensive, very reliable. You can put a camera on it and fly it anywhere. Well, the Army also has drones, UAVs, right? They're not as affordable. They're rather hard to get their hands on. They're a military issue. 
And so a lot of soldiers have taken to simply buying their own DJI Phantoms and sending them around to scout. It's just another tool to them. Uh, the problem is, is that DJI is owned by China. Yes, DJI stands for Daijang Innovation Corporation. Um, and they are very, very worried that the drones are reporting back everything they see. And as we have learned, when it comes to technology, that's not necessarily straight-up paranoia. It's really not. Especially when China is involved. Right? Right. Yeah, mm. when when you got China involved, when you got Russia involved, North Korea, odds are stuff is being reported. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know that I can really fault them for issuing this edict. It, it seems responsible on the military's part. Yeah. So uh, it feels to me like they're just they're just doing due diligence to try and protect information which maybe HBO should do. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> I'm Perhaps. just saying just, you know, tie tying it all back together. Uh in another issue of due diligence, Amazon recently removed all blue phones from sale. Blue, B L U. Um, is a Miami-based budget phone company. They make the the Android phones that are just dirt cheap. Okay, they're so cheap you would think that they were made in China. By the way, uh, they blocked it because they thought that it was uh, installed with Chinese spyware. Well, how else? How else do you get? stuff so cheap i mean you would think you've got some sort of back-end deal going on but <laughs> apparently that wasn't the case we sell your information and pass the savings on to you <laughs> well you know it's interesting because you look at a lot of a lot of apps on the google play store and they're cheap or they're free but you look at the permissions they're collecting everything about you and then it comes out two, three months down the road. Yeah, we're also selling it to the Chinese. Yeah. So well, I, mean, that, I can see why they would be concerned, but they did say it was a false alarm. It was a false alarm, um, and I was going to get to that here. Blue was suspended back in October as well um, when they first discovered this spyware, and they haven't changed anything since. They were cleared of any wrongdoing back in October, and then they haven't changed their image at all, and then it got flagged again for the exact same reason. So Amazon has since gone and reinstated sales. On one hand, I appreciate Amazon tremendously for doing this. On the other hand, that's got to be frustrating for Blue. Oh, that's got to suck. How many sales did they lose because of that? And now, you know, they're associated with Chinese spyware. Right. And that's my big thing, too. It's like everyone knows the name Apple. Everyone knows the name Google. Everyone knows the name Samsung. How many people are really familiar with the name Blue before we just brought it up in this episode? And exactly. the only reason we brought it up was because of this spyware issue. 
Yeah. I, that's got to suck for them. Yeah, that's, uh, that, I, I wonder if they have any sort of legal recourse against Amazon. Yeah. Any sort of legal recourse. I would think probably not. Well, they probably do actually, except for the fact that they're only sold through Amazon. You don't really want to stab the hand that feeds you. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I just i I would think you know Amazon if they don't want to do business with them, they don't have to. But then you get into the whole um, besmirchment of their name. Right. Right. And, and that you know you start to get into libel and other things. Have you slander? Have you ever used a blue phone? I have not in all your days beta testing and whatnot. Neither have I. I've never have even not. seen one. I, I no, I I haven't either. I've seen, I've seen Huawei's. I've seen a um, lot of ZTE, a lot of Alcatel. I've seen stuff that will never see the market in the U.S. Um, Europe only. I have never seen a blue phone. Yeah, neither have I. Interesting. Maybe we should try and change that. Sounds good to me. Um, Facebook. Facebook has long been worried about fake news. Um, they've been really trying ever since the 2016 elections to f- find a way to weed it out. And we have previously expressed concerns about them playing like truth police or big brother. And it turns out they have the same concerns. How do you enable free speech while also telling a person to shut up? You're spreading fake news. Yeah. Um, it's a tricky, slippery slope, and I have previously said, and you've agreed that we wouldn't want to have to be in that, in that, in that position. It's just horrible. Oh yeah, because you know, you start getting into thought police stuff, and no, I, I want no part of that. Right. Well, they have found a solution, and I hope it works because it's kind of ingenious, actually, and I don't give facebook praise lightly <laughs> you know what well, they- facebook does so very little to deserve praise right so now if you're scrolling through your feed and you see fake news news that has been corroborated as fake it is objectively fake news it's going to immediately the algorithm's going to immediately surround it with other articles about that same subject. How do we know they aren't all fake news though? That's a great question. And I don't think we're going to be able to answer that question until we see it in action. Cause you know how, I mean, you just think about something, somebody like Alex Jones or, I mean, some of these other websites out there that just throw all sorts of crap against the wall. And some of it's going to stick, most of it's not. But then you get... In fact, I saw something about this earlier this week with... uh, I don't know if you saw the story about Facebook having to shut down its AI. Because it developed its own language? Because it developed its own language. And everybody ran with the story. And then if you look on Snopes, they're like, yeah, that's not accurate. But I can see something like that showing up in Facebook. It's like... Facebook has to shut down its AI because it's, you know, Judgment Day, Terminator here. And 
then they give five or six articles that all say the exact same thing because everybody just redid that same re- initial report. Yeah. Um, a, an article I saw on my feed this week uh, talked about a California woman who was arrested by the FBI. She has um, chronic PMS or uh, postmenstrual dysphoric dementia. Uh, where basically anything sets her off and they believe she's killed, um, upwards around 198 people in the U S and Canada and Mexico. Wow. That's like impressive stats. Uh, very impressive. It turns out that it's a, a very, very rare medical condition. They don't believe she's competent to stand trial. It's not really her fault. Um, yeah, it's terrible. She has to be confined for the rest of her life. It just, anything sets her off into a murderous rage. She cannot control it. The problem is, is that I looked it up and there was only one other site that pulled anything about this woman. They gave her name, they gave specifics, they gave detail, and only one other site had anything else on her. And it was almost a word for word copy of the other site I had read. Uh There wasn't even a Snopes article about it. There was nothing. Nothing at all. And neither of these sites were like CNN or MSNBC or Fox News. It was like worldguardian.co. <laughs> you know? So it's like, that's that screams fake news, but what would the algorithm do in that case? Because I found that article through someone's Facebook feed. Yeah. Yeah, well, we ta- I, I wrote an article for StolenDroids.com about something regarding Ben Affleck signing on for three, three Batman movies, including a Batman Beyond. And it was some dude in South Africa who wrote an article and it got picked up by one of the big sites and there's like no evidence, like no legitimate evidence. In fact, I think it was comicbook.com or did you take uh, the article down? No, (laughs) comic book resources. No, I wrote it after the fact talking about how there's just no evidence here. Uh, But comic book resources, I believe it was. Uh, they actually had a had a story up on it, and it they took it down because they couldn't. They realized, wait a minute, there's no evidence here that this is. Yeah, because I saw that article. Like everyone was talking about it, everyone was yeah. posting it. Oh yeah, they were going nuts for it. I mean, it's great news, but there's just no evidence that it was actually true. Right. So how how would that show up? Because I mean, there were legit sites that were running with that. It it appeared to be it appeared to be true and and credible in every respect until it wasn't. I don't so, know. I'm not sure you can battle fake news this way. I I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I applaud oh. them for trying. And again, I do not give Facebook credit or, or praise lightly. True. Um, let's see here. What else we got? We have LastPass launching a family plan. LastPass is a password manager. I use it. Um, my they my company hacked? uses it. They did a few years ago. They got hacked. I that's get around right. that by using two stage authentication. Okay, that's right. So even if you get hacked, doesn't matter. You're still good. Still good. Um, they have a uh, a new family plan that allows other members of your family to share passwords. So it's no more of my wife and I saying, hey, do you remember the power company passwords? I need to log in and pay a bill or something. Instead, you simply share passwords between accounts. It's very handy that way. 
Um, I'm not really sure in what other use cases you would ever have that, though, um, because while my wife and I love each other dearly and trust each other, we don't have all of each other's passwords. And frankly, we don't want all of each other's passwords to everything. But anyway, that's us. It may suit other people. The problem with this service is not that. The problem with this service is the pricing. It's more than like an enterprise-level plan. Yeah, it's it's $48 a year. But that gives you six LastPass Premium accounts that you can share, which if you do the math, LastPass Premium was generally, or it used to be 12 bucks a year. So a dollar a month is what you were paying. Uh, they've doubled that to 24 a year. So they're doubling the price of their premium just to make this one look like a better deal. Yep. I mean, it's still a good deal, even at 12 bucks a year. Because you get six six premium accounts, whereas that would normally cost you over seventy bucks. Here it's less than fifty. So yeah. it's still a good deal, but I mean, when they double it to twenty four a year, it's a really good deal. Um, my the best advice I can give people is to just sign everyone up for a free LastPass account. It is free. It does enable one to one sharing instead of one to many sharing. Which, in my opinion, works because while I might share the bank account information with my wife, I'm not sharing it with my kids. I only need one-to-one sharing in that case. And see, I use uh, KeePass. Right, and you mentioned that. And I'll just I just keep my my uh, file on Google Drive, and I share it with my wife, so she can access it. I can access it. We're good to go. Mm-hmm. And it's free. And I have control over it. Nice. Up, up as far as I have control over Google Drive. Now, assuming Google Drive gets hacked, I could be screwed, but... I think it's always hacked. I think there's just a standing door open. Probably. Especially where I'm involved. Yep. Yep. Uh, last article. Uh, it comes from Apple. Chalk this heavily into the rumor bin... Um, I think it's a safe rumor, but huge grain of salt with this one. Sources are saying that Apple is working on an uh, Apple Watch that would include an LTE modem in it. The idea being that you wouldn't need to use an iPhone at all. It's all self-contained in the watch. This wouldn't be such... This isn't really a shocker. Samsung has their uh, Gear S3 Frontier Edition that has that. Uh, and have for a while. There's other Google watches that have the same idea. This isn't new. The reason why I'm being cautious about this, even though it'd make absolute sense in other news, I didn't put the headline in here, but in other news, other sources are saying Apple is also working on a kind of spectacles, almost like a Google, Google glass or a snap, um, glasses that also wouldn't have an overlay and when you talk about a phoneless Apple Watch experience and a phoneless Apple Spectacle experience, it sounds like they're trying to move more into augmented reality and move away from the iPhone. Interesting. Th- that's cool. And we've kind of talked about it ourselves. But I would also be quick to point out, Apple talks about a lot of things and works on a lot of things and even patents a lot of things that never see the light of day. 
True. So, like I said, put this squarely in the rumor column. It may be in three years, four years, we do see something like this. And then I can say, oh, yeah, see, we already reported on it. But there's no way to say when this is going to be coming. No, there's not. I'm still waiting for the the Dick Tracy watch, you know. that's That will be truly amazing when we get that. Standalone Apple Watch that's got the cellular talk, get your phone number tied to your watch. You know, that that's what we need. And flying cars. Are you kidding? Some some of the stupid drivers out there, no way I want them flying around. Self-driving flying cars. Okay, that's better. <laughs> um, just not from Uber. Um, into our favorites this week. Mine comes from an odd source. This got picked up by IGN just this week, but it's actually uh, back from back in May. A gentleman took a mod engine to Dragon Ball Z, the video game, the fighting game, and he used it to reskin a character, or created a character entirely from scratch. It's Kermit the Frog. It's kind of awesome to see Kermit go Super Saiyan in his ultimate form and whoop major ass. Um, it's just random. It's hilarious. I want to see more fighting games like this. It just kind of reminds me of Ready Player One, that trailer where you can just kind of pull in your own favorite avatar of anything and go to town with it. It's just fun. Check it out. It's a short video. Now, when you say you want to see more more games like that in the terms of being able to bring in their own your own avatar like that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, just checking. Uh, my favorite this week, uh, there is a podcast done by Rob Paulson. He is a voice actor. He's in both of the Ninja Turtle cartoons. Uh, he's the uh, voice of Yakko, we've Warner, with him. and Pinky. Yeah, we've interviewed him. Uh, very cool dude, very cool dude. He does a podcast called Talking Tunes where he will bring on other actors. They'll discuss the industry. Uh, they generally have a lot of fun. It's a very entertaining podcast. Uh, I highly recommend you check it out. But he recently had Kevin Conroy on, who is the definitive Batman. Uh, he is Batman. He there There is no other Batman compared to Kevin Conroy. He is Batman. He's done the voice of Batman in games, movies, and cartoons for more than 20 years. He is Batman. He did a script read with him where it was the final scene in The Dark Knight, uh, the Christopher Nolan movie. Uh, Kevin Conroy obviously did the Batman part and Rob Paulson did the Commissioner Gordon part and it is nothing short of amazing. You need to check this out. Uh, we've got it linked up on our on our site but it was Nerdist who originally uh, shared the shared the video, and I gotta tell you, you gotta see it. Hearing Kevin Conroy reading, you either die a hero or live long enough to become the villain. That's awesome. You gotta check it out. Indeed, we should redo all the Batman movies this way, even the Adam West one. Oh, that would be awesome. It'd be kind could of funny. Could you imagine Kevin Conroy? Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. I mean, could you? <laughs> I that want would, that as my as my, my voicemail answer. That would be so awesome. All right. Well, that is our episode this week. Hey, check us out on Facebook. Um, follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to our RSS because you will be seeing a lot of articles. Tons and tons of articles, actually. 
and they're all coming through, and you won't know when they come out unless you're either following us on Facebook or subscribe to our RSS. Also, check us out at patreon.com slash stolendroid so you can become a producer like our fine producers, Zane, Ruff, and Bruce. Uh, I didn't forget you guys. See? We talked about it. Awesome. Uh, and until next time, cheers. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.